Welcome to a Penny for Your Thoughts podcast. I'm Penny. That menacing sound you hear behind me is my dog absolutely just ravaging, ravaging, I don't even know how to say it, a bone, okay? I'm not, I'm not even sure who gave it to him. Um, he's been eating the same bone. Buddy. Buddy. Is that necessary? Oh, wow. I just got the side eye. Okay. Speaking of Pendo. Also, if you hear any clicking, that's me um, currently online shopping. And also, I may or may not be doing some homework and actual work. Am I a multitasker? Absolutely. Um, buddy. Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy. Okay. Um, so I actually ended up finally, and I use that term very loosely because, um, I, I tend to blow off a lot of things, whatever. So I um, finally got a, you know, 23 in breed or, you know, bark sensory, if you may, for the demon that is currently going to town behind me. And we were actually kind of surprised with the results. Uh, we knew that he's a Catahoula leopard and we suspected that he also um, was mixed with some kind of um, like lab and we just assumed that he was like half catahoula half lab we get the results back and he's 40 percent catahoula as we knew um, that's his main breed and if you want to look it up it's c-a-t-a H O U L A, I believe. Child, don't 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 quote me on that because English is not my first language. In fact, English is not even my language to begin with. Um, and then he's like eleven percent. Oh, why am I even guessing? I can just pull up the results right now. I have it on my phone, um, and I definitely did use Embark. Um, I was just kidding about that other stuff. A part of me felt kind of gypped because the health results came back. He doesn't have any, you know, genetic disorders. And I was like, well, why did I pay $150 for it? But I guess so that we could discover why he acts the way he acts. So he is 40% Catahoula Leopard. 
he's 25%, 25.9% American pit bull terrier. When I tell you, all of us were like, this makes sense. The entire house, we were like, this makes sense. And, you know, Pendo's very, like, he's not aggressive, like, aggressive mean error like he's aggressive with his love like when he's giving me pets he doesn't do it gently like he literally will like dig his claws into my skin and he's like hey penny hey mom because apparently i'm mom never really wanted to be a mom at this age but hey shift happens so <laughs> He's very aggressive with his loving and you know if I go away for a couple days when I walk through the door he does this thing and it's just absolutely hilarious he will be like stunned and he'll be like oh my god and he will go to the other side of the room and run towards me full speed and jump on me like when I say jump and you want to know why he jumps you want to know why he's a jumper and I just figured it out he is 5.5% boxer. When we went to go to adopt him, there was a boxer in the shelter as well. The cage that they were in, it had to be at least like, I don't know, I'm gonna say 10 feet. No, it was like the size of the doorway. So let's, let's call it seven feet. It's not like she had a running start or anything. She literally would just be like standing there and just jump up, like literally like levitate just off the ground. And we're like, what? And when we came back, we were like, thank God we didn't adopt her because even the 10 foot fence that we have in our backyard would have been useless. And I've seen Pendo do it and I see him do it all the time. When he's excited, Pendo just jumps. He just jumps. And when I say jump, it's not like he's doing any, I mean, this man does a, a, a complete praise dance where he stands. Hey, Pendo, you wanna go for a walk? <laughs> the bed just shook when he turned his head. He's still looking at me. Never mind. Never mind. I'm lying. I'm lying. He just gave me, he gave, <laughs> you know that look black, black dudes be like, come on, man. Come on. He just did that. <laughs> he went back to eating his bone. He's so funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that's my, that's my dog. Oh, I forgot. He's also 8% American Foxhound. So he's definitely, he's, he's a sniffer. Um, we knew that he was some type of like, uh, I, I don't know how to describe, searching dog, I guess you can call it. <laughs> searching dog. It's, you know, like a hunting dog, but he doesn't really hunt. Pendo doesn't hunt. Like, he's not like sniffing and, you know, pointing in directions with his head. No, he's just randomly putting his nose on random stuff all over that's just who he is like i thought that he was going to be one of those dogs because you know we did the research you know as first time you know dog dog family and we we saw that he needed a lot of exercise so i was like oh you know 
I do like jogging and stuff like that around my neighborhood or walking and stuff like that. I thought it was going to be, oh, I'm going to start, you know, jogging, running again, and I can run with him. No. No. I mean, when I tell you, there's been moments where I'm like running like we're sprinting home like sometimes when we're on the block i'm like you know what let me just get my heart rate up a little bit you know let me let me show these people what a kenyan running looks like okay i will be sprinting and when i sprint he sprints faster so we're we're moving i would say at least at least like 15 miles per hour that's how fast we're moving. When I tell you, like, you know, the Roadrunner in in Looney Tunes, that's how fast, that's how my feet be moving. That's how they look when we're running together. But in, in the same breath, I'm going to continue running, and he's going to randomly smell another dog's poop. And he's going to immediately stop. I have, I wish that we could put the type of brakes that my dog has in cars. When I tell you he stops instantaneously, like there's no slowdown. Like it's an immediate break. Insanity. And do you know what this means for me? This means that I continue running. I forget that he stops. Actually, I'm not even aware. I get tugged by the leash and I almost fall. One time I twisted the heck out of my ankle. I twisted it so bad. And guess what? I still kept running full force mm, 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 mm. why because he was chasing a cat he's a chaser he's 1000 percent a chaser and i absolutely hate it i hate it and you know he's gotten better with it because i threaten him literally i'll be like i dare you i dare you i dare you and he, he, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do it. However, comma, there are moments of weakness, you know? We all let our intrusive thoughts win sometimes. And, you know, if they're harmless, it's okay. He's a dog, you know, at the end of the day. If he wants to chase a rabbit here, a cat here, a, a cat there, a squirrel, I'm gonna let him. But... These are on the offhand. On a regular, we don't do that. In fact, he has a... (laughs) I have created a um, noise abatement law in this household for him. He's not allowed to bark after 7 p.m. Unless it's, like, related to danger or something like that. After 7 p.m., Pando's not allowed to bark. Why? This man has a deep bark. Why are you looking at me? You're the one who whose voice is deep. Bark for them so they can hear. Speak. 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 Woof, woof. Okay. I guess somebody has performance anxiety. Anyway. Is it that good, brother? Okay, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not being supportive. I'm not being a good <laughs> not being a good mom. <laughs> this gentle parenting thing is kind of hard. Not even gonna hold you, especially when your child has four feet. 
four legs and a tail that can whip you to the next county. His tail is so strong. Like when he's excited and he's wagging his tail next to you, I, this is gonna sound crazy, but I understand why slave masters used to whip people. Just a slight, a slight whip from all that whip. He be taking me into wade in the water. And I'm like, bruh, why is your tail so strong? Why are you whipping it? We actually, funny enough, would always accuse him of being a colonizer. And guess what? Most of his breed, breeds, <laughs> are from Europe. I also forgot to mention, he's 10% pug. So yes, he is a white man. The way he just absolutely colonizes my space, my area, oh yeah, he's, he's a colonizer for sure. Without even asking, without, uh, and, and without apologizing, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolute madness. Speaking of intrusive thoughts, I wanted to tell you guys a story about when I did some dumb stuff um, because I let my intrusive thoughts win. My first intrusive thought moment was freshman year. Hold on. Freshman year of high school. We're sitting in biology class, and this was a very small class, okay? So, oh my God. For all of you who have a mukbang fetish, there you go. There's your ASMR, right there. But anyway, yeah, yep, yeah, I, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kink shamer, absolutely. Okay, I'm here to do some good old fashioned slut shaming. <laughs> anyway, picture it, freshman year, like 14 years old. So this is a dumbass age. I feel like from 13 to 17 is always a dumbass age but especially from like i'd say from like 10 to 14 that's a real dumbass age but you know it it is all relative okay so i'm sitting next to my lab partner and we're in the last row i believe so nobody can see us because of the separation of the desks and freshman year, I used to wear these hoops, you know, the, the hoop earrings, you know, the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe earrings. I mean, just, okay, they weren't gigantic, but they were big enough for me to fit my hands through. That's exactly what I did. I put my hands through my hoop earrings and I arrested them, hanging inches away from my shoulders. I'm, I'm having an absolute blast. It was a very... And I don't know if this is, you know what, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to offend anybody. It was a moment, let's just say that. And, Panda, could you chew any louder? Oh my God. Let me just turn down the mic so we can stop picking up all that sound. Jesus. Anyway, 
so um what was i saying wow i really forgot that fast so um i ha- i'm sitting and the earrings they my my <laughs> my earrings are hanging <laughs> you get in my hand earrings whatever um and i turn to my lab partner and i'm like yo please help me why did this girl look at me roll her eyes and go back to what she was doing leaving me literally hanging i said wow wow that's how you're gonna do me that was dirty that was very dirty because i would have helped you out and now you're gonna let me embarrass myself in front of the whole class because when i asked the teacher which i did to come help me which she did everybody turned around which they did and they saw me absolutely they saw my dumbass intrusive thoughts consequence and what the, what was the consequence the consequence is that i told people about this story and of course other people told other people about this story and it's kind of become like an urban legend within i would say like my class my high school class like i have multiple friends who when they wear hoop earrings like they send me pictures with their hands through like that's <sighs> i'm one of those kids i'm one of those urban legend kids in high schools and i hate it i hate it so much because i want to be an urban legend for something cool you know what i'm saying like an urban legend we used to have a kid started a rumor i don't know how many years ago but every year when the freshmen would come we would lie to them and we would tell them and this was back in our old high school which was completely just dilap dilapidated is that the word is that how you say it let me just pray that it is but it was it was trash and it was one floor it was one story except this one area where the counselors just had this weird like upside upside up upstairs room right and we would tell the freshmen we were like yeah we got a whole pool upstairs and they would believe us they would believe us i didn't believe it because i was a smart ass ninth grader just saying but everybody else did not saying that y'all wasn't smart but y'all wasn't i don't know this wasn't even a common sense thing it was more like a you know i i i did my sleuthing you know i did my my uh sherlock holmes thing i was like hmm let me deduce if we're in a one-story building and there's a possibility that there's an in-ground pool somewhere here why would it be upstairs now a small part of me believed it because majority of the ceiling was covered in in those like you know those brown rings that appear when there's flooding and stuff like that it was just everywhere and i'm like hmm maybe they have a point but then i was like no that's actually not no it's not a point no we're too old to be believing stuff like that like if i was like seven okay if i was like seven i would believe it you know what i'm saying but i was twice that age you know i was double i was 14. actually i lied when i started high school i was 13. no 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 i was 14. no i was 13 because i graduated at 17. 
I don't know how old I am. I don't care anymore. Once I turn 21, it's all relative, okay? I'm an adult now. Doesn't matter. Really doesn't. The next, the next monumental age is 55, just so I can move up move into like communities and which I actually found out that 55 end up communities I guess in different states maybe they have a stipulation where a certain percentage of the neighborhood has to be some you know like a demographic below 55 and I honestly I absolutely love that because the 55 and up communities have beautiful gorgeous homes and even though their HOA is like a band a month I will pay that just to have that maintenance on hand okay when you own a home most of the cost is gonna come from maintenance maintaining a home is expensive and that's why it is important people well that's why people think that it's not think but people say that owning a home is probably your greatest you know asset and you know and um, method of gaining equity but you know again it's all relative if you can't afford it you got to do what you got to do but me oh i'm gonna move in next to the old people because I'm an old soul. You know, I would love to walk outside and, you know, standing on my porch with my flowers everywhere, you know, because, you know, I paid the landscaper extra to plant them for me. And like, hey, Miss Shirley, how you doing? Yeah, work is going good. How, how are the grandkids? Oh, that's awesome. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Like, I do not dream, nor do I want to live in the city like apartment living really just makes me ugh, it makes me itch it reminds me of when i we used to live in um apartments before we moved to um, our first house and our neighbors they were like a young couple and ugh, they used to have scheduled sex you're probably wondering how i knew i knew because their bedroom was next to me and my sister's bedroom like the wall we shared a wall and every saturday at like 9 or 10 p.m you would just hear the knocking on the wall and i mean at least it wasn't long (laughs) yo 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 Oh, let me stop laughing so loud before I get kicked out. Mm. Mm, that was too funny. But, um, yeah, no. So, <laughs> I do not want to live in an apartment again. Absolutely not. However, um, another intrusive moment that I had um, was sophomore year. My friend, Precious... Precious, if you're listening, this is about you. (laughs) Wait, let me come back. Sorry, I was sitting so far from the chair. My next intrusive thought story is about sophomore year. Precious. (laughs) Yo, I am too much. Anyway, she had blueberries. And our teacher was mad cool, so she let us eat, you know, in the class. And so I was like, oh, let me hold one. Now, 
I wasn't holding one to eat. I was holding one to put up my nose because I wanted to. Anyway, it almost got stuck. Let's just say that. And that's, and you know, it's a perfect example of, of me letting my intrusive thought win again. I've gotten better. I've gotten a lot more self-control over the years, but um, sometimes, sometimes it just, you know, sometimes I really do, the fight is hard, okay? And, you know, I know y'all have had intrusive thoughts before, like, hmm, I wonder what it would feel like if I drove off this bridge right now. Now... Does that make me severely mentally ill? No. It just makes me normal mentally ill. <laughs> you know, I'm on par with the average. I'm 50th percentile. 50, you know, I'm you know, like, you know, I have a healthy amount of depression and, and non-depression and, and stuff like that. You know, just saying. But I I did want to talk about my middle school experience because <laughs> we we just absolutely did the craziest stuff. We had um, a competition where we were decorating our hallways, and so okay, let me explain real quick. In my school district, the middle school is broken up into two schools. Fifth and sixth and one seventh and eighth and another and then within these grades were broken up into what's called teams so it's a group of 60 kids and 30 in each class and we share the same four core teachers so math english science social studies eighth grade i was on the team that was basically comprised of like you know you're, and I hate to use the word average student. I don't know what to say, you know. I mean, you're non-gifted students in the program. And it's not like they weren't gifted, but they just wanted to segregate us or whatever based on on the test scores, which absolutely is so dumb. Um, so I was in part of the leftover gifted program kids and so we were kind of you know mixed in more with like typically like the gifted kids were in an entire separate class but we were in the we were in a class with you know just our um, non-gifted program students as well so the competition where we were decorating the hallways we were in we were in the bottom floor and we were sharing um the hallway with a team called Eight Green. Now, Eight Green, I'm sorry, but about if you're on Eight Green and you're listening to this, they were a bunch of delinquents. They sure were. They sure were. But, you know, we were delinquents too. I believe it. I, I believe so. Because I, I feel like we did a lot of dumb stuff, but we just got away with it because, you know, they held us to a higher standard. So, you know, we, we almost kind of got a privilege just because we were, 
you know, we were bringing in the, the good test scores for the school and stuff like that. So we weren't getting punished as severely as the other students. Um, and that's just my conspiracy theory. Anyway, the kids tore the stuff down on both teams. We both got disqualified. And then another team that was with my other friends, they were the full gifted program. These kids locked, <laughs> they, so the windows in the school, some of them had like those platform things, um, almost like a balcony, but the imagine a balcony with no like, um, with border fencing, I don't know what's it called, bars, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just like the landing portion. So they dared him to go out there. And while he was out there, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. While he was out, while he was out there, they locked the window so he couldn't get back in. <laughs> that That's not really funny. That's dangerous. But what was funny... <laughs> they closed the blinds when the teacher came in. She was like, where's Lawrence? <laughs> He is going in right now. <laughs> the teacher was like, where's Lawrence? And I guess someone told her and she goes and opens the blinds and Lawrence <laughs> has his hands on the window and he's looking. <laughs> I'm like, help me. Dumbass kids, dumbass kids, so dumb. Another core memory, though, was in seventh grade. We went to, um, you know, those band competitions up in Hershey Park. If you're not familiar, Hershey, Pennsylvania, it's home of Hershey chocolate, which you probably have heard of. And they have an amusement park. And every year they hold a music competition in, like, the surrounding region, area, whatever, um, for middle schoolers, and I think high schoolers. So we go, and <laughs> I will say our performance was funny because, okay, let me explain real quick. When composers, not composers, when directors are typically, um, you know, uh, not composing, not coordinating, either way, let's just call it directing. That's not the right word, but I, I can't think right now. They will give you a downbeat that signifies the tempo of the song, right? Most of the time, if you are a seasoned player, professional, you already know the tempo in your head based on practicing. But, you know, when you are kind of newer to playing, especially, you know, strings, you typically will get like a measure or two of beats. So, you know, the director will, um, 
they will, uh, you know, when they have the baton and their, um, oh my God, why can't I think of this? And I, I am a musician and I have been since I was 10. Why can't I direct? Let's just call it directing. Okay. Cause that's the only word I can think of right now. They will it'll be like one, two, three, four, before you start playing, right? Our director puts his baton up. We put our instruments in position. He gives us the downbeat. One of the first violinists plays. Nobody else played. That was the loudest singular note I'd ever heard in my life. Why? Because the auditorium was empty because they record us and then the judges listen back and then they score us. So it was extra loud because there was no, you know, bodies to absorb that. So it was, <laughs> I had to bite my tongue for like three straight minutes because I was trying so hard not to laugh. When we left, like, I don't know why every time I would just be doubled over, like just knees buckled, shaking, laughing. It was truly hilarious. We did end up coming second though, so. <laughs> Um, because of me. <laughs> um, so after the competition, we went to the amusement park, and there weren't a lot of people there. It was basically like just our school, so we were going on rides like multiple times in a row. And there's this one ride, you know, that it's like the roller coaster thing, and you like slide down, and then whoosh, and then you know, the water, stuff like that. If you're not familiar with it, that's the best explanation that I can give you. You know, imagine a car going down a bridge, but then there's water at the bottom of the bridge. When it gets to the bridge, it just sprays the water everywhere. That's the ride, okay? We go on this ride like six, seven times in a row, right? And when we had first gotten to the amusement park, I was wearing, you know, my normal clothes, and then we changed into our bathing suit. I don't know why, and I think it's because, you know, my mom always taught me to keep my underwear on. I had my underwear underneath my bathing suit, but after a while of getting wet, like it was starting to show or something, it was just uncomfortable. Either way, I took it off, put it in my bag. When we had gone to this ride, um, so the way the entrance was, it was like, below ground level and then it had two levels of ramps to lead back to the um, entrance of the park right so when we were leaving I was the last person to leave so most of the people were on like the second level and all of a sudden I hear yo whose underwear is that and I turn around and I see that it's my underwear my wet ass underwear balled up on the ground okay my pink ass, wet ass with flowers ass underwear right behind me. So you know what I did? I quickly turn, grab it, and all of a sudden I hear, yo, that's her underwear. And I'm like, no, no, it's not mine, it's not mine. Meanwhile, I'm like stuffing it in my bag, like clearly it's mine. I'm like, no. I'm just holding it for a friend. <laughs> Please, it's not mine. No. And I don't know why I was like so hell bent on like 
keeping it because I could have just thrown it away. And it's not like my mom was going to like whoop my ass for losing my underwear or something like that. But, you know, maybe she would have. She would have been like, so, 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 so you went on a trip. No, my dad would do it. He'd be like, so, so, so you went on a trip with some boys and you didn't come back with your underwear? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, okay. Penina. Penina. Hey. Okay. That's exactly how he starts all his lectures. Penina. Penina. And I'm like, Dad, why? We were making fun of him a couple months ago because he doesn't know how to say my name normally. Like, he doesn't say Penny. He doesn't say Penina. He'll be like, Penina. And it's like, why are you so aggressive with it? You know what I'm saying? Penina, what? You know, now I'm not going to give you my middle name because, well, it's, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, and I actually wanted to die in that moment. I'm not even going to lie. It was so embarrassing. Like, even up until college when I would see, because, you know, a lot of us went to Dell State because, you know, it's local and it's Dell State. Awesome. HBCU. Every time I would see them on campus, like, I would get embarrassed. I'd be like, no, no, don't look at me, don't look at me. Mind you, they probably don't even know who I am. But I was just so, I was scared, okay? I was like, ah, mm, how about, let me just walk. Um, let me just walk back that way and just walk around campus to class so I can avoid you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Funny enough, funny enough, speaking about walking, um, <laughs> that's not even what I want to talk, talk about. I wanted to talk about my seventh grade student teacher in my social studies class. <sighs> Let me just brace myself because this is going to be, it's going to be real heavy. Okay. <laughs> His name was Mr. Scanlon, Okay. Mr. Scanlon was, uh, he had recently graduated or was graduating from a local college and he was a football player and I don't know if you guys have, n- well, ever seen or know, um, this football player plays for, I think, the Chiefs. His name is Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelche, Kelch, Kelp Juice, I don't know. <laughs> Um, he, he looks like that, you know, that one of those spicy white boys that if, you know, you're looking from a distance and you're squinting, he could be light skin. Mm-hmm. Um, just like my baby, Chris Evans. <laughs> I would totally give Chris Evans children for real. Absolutely. He has been, so I have a quota of top three white men per year. Um, so far he has filled it, um, at number one for like the last, mm, I'll say for like the last two years, like strongly, strongly, definitely. I don't know, something about his role in, is it Red Dead, Dead Sea Diving Resort, something like, I don't know, either way, that Jesus look, it was it, Okay. Because I was just so used to seeing him, you know, in, like, the normal blonde, uh, 
you know, high fade cut, clean soldier look from Captain America. But this one, he was he was bearded and he had long hair and he wasn't shaved. So he had like, you know, the oh, my God, I need to relax. OK, there are children who listen to this podcast. My Jesus. <laughs> Um, but before he took that spot, the spot was held, um, consistently by Matthew McConaughey. There's a movie he did with, um, Samuel L. Jackson, where he plays a lawyer who represents Samuel, um, who he, I think he killed and injured these two white men who um, had kidnapped and assaulted his daughter. And it was basically a, it was a modern um, storytelling, except this, this town, the city, the town was still fairly segregated. So it was just a movie about how like, you know, the racial tensions affected um, the, the, the trial and the outcome of the trial and and stuff like that and you know you know we get kkk either way that role and it wasn't because it was like a white savior role or anything it wasn't that he just looked good he just looked so good so good oh my god there's this okay children close your ears there's this one scene when he's walking to bed um to sleep with his wife but he's only wearing like you know those whitey tidies let me just say he was filling them up okay okay let me just it, it it's heavy it's very heavy it's it he 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 got the hammer okay not the hammer, he got the hammer. The hammer. Oh. Jesus. Oh. I need to relax. I really do need to relax. But back to Mr. Scanlon. That. <laughs> that just got so PG 13 so fast. Anyway. Um. I cannot believe he's been like tearing that bone up for like 40 minutes like that is insane and I'm kind of scared because that means that he got a strong ass bite like I'm scared one day I'm gonna really piss him off and he's gonna be like I, you really been playing me like I won't kill you <laughs> and just you know jumps and like just tears my jugular out are you done? Let me stop before he does it for real. Um, he also, so, he also, he just always dressed so well. And it wasn't even nothing crazy, but you know, he would do black polo with the khakis and the Tims, but he also had the gold chain. Let me tell you something, since we're keeping it TV 14, he worked that chain okay not only that but he gave 
all us girls on our team our first chain dangling experience. If you're not familiar with what that is, you're too young to know. Keep it that way. When we had questions, he if you were seated like in a corner or something, even actually just anywhere, sometimes he would come and he would hover over you. Because you know, we're seating and he is like really tall. And seating, sitting, sorry, my accent. Um, and he would like hover over you and be like, yeah, 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 no, no, no. The, the first president of the United States is, um, is George Washington. Actually, I don't know why I'm, I'm talking that fast. He'd be like, yeah, no, um, no, yeah, he, he died. He died, yeah, for sure. And I'd be like, damn. And he smelled like Old Spice, but it wasn't like overwhelming. So imagine just putting all that together. He's fine, he smells good, and he's giving you the chain dangling experience. Jesus. Oh. I remember, so we had, I had that social studies class as my homeroom. So sometimes, you know, I would leave my instrument there. Pendo, do you wanna leave? Okay, hold on guys. Funny enough, came back. When my mom got the results of, um, you know, our little terrorist um, ancestry, she did research and I guess um, the fox, is it the fox terrier, the fox greyhound, whatever. They love ice, they love ice. I was literally chewing ice and he was on the other side of the hallway, ran right to me. Like if he was upstairs and I was downstairs and I turned on the ice machine, he's right there. He knows the sound of the ice machine. He's obsessed with ice. At first I thought he had anemia. But it's just a, where did he go? Oh, there he is. It, it's just a, you know, I kind of see the pit bull in his face. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of see it. Anyway, Mr. Scanlon, yeah, I had him for homeroom. Well, I had social studies for homeroom. I would leave my instrument there, and when we would go to um, class, I would have to go back to get it so I could go to orchestra practice. And do y'all hear him eating the ice that he found on the floor that I accidentally dropped? Yeah, that's him. You wanna, you wanna maybe move back? You're my personal space? You're my space. You're my area. Anyway, sometimes I would purposely leave it there, you know, just extra long, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna be late to class. Can you, uh, can you write me a pass, please?" Just so you know, I could talk to him just a little bit longer, and you know, when we damn, when we would exchange the pass, I could brush his fingers jesus christ 13 year old me needed to get a grip christ have mercy <laughs> um no that was so when we there, oh i thought they were selling cars on amazon i was like what yes i'm anti-capitalist but i definitely give Jeff Bezos my money on a regular 
I'm not sorry about it because I alone cannot dismantle capitalism. But anyway, he would come collect us before class when we were at lunch or, yeah. And so one day, <laughs> it was three of us that we would always chill together. It was me, Amor, and Troy. So Amor has a high-pitched voice, you know? Not, and, and not nothing that she can help, but it's just the way her voice is. But you know when women are like in a flirtatious mode, you know, their voice kind of like increases in pitch. Um, I guess it's a way to just naturally act, uh, appear more feminine, something like that. So we're walking out and Mr. Scanlon is holding the door for us. And she's the first of the three of us. And she, she goes, thank you, Mr. Scanlon. And Troy is between us. And he walks up to Mr. Scanlon, tucks the imaginary hair behind his ear. And he goes, thank you, Mr. Scanlon. <laughs> when I tell you again, I was doubled over. Why? Because he was blushing. Why was Mr. Scanlon blushing? That John was funny. Hilarious. Before I go, and I'm going to talk about it just for five minutes. <sighs> LGBT. Now, the LGBTQT now stands for let, let's get Beyonce questioned today because that's exactly what the gays did okay and the gays it, it the gays is we because I agree <laughs> that is a very lesbianic album okay alien superstar alien superstar you're telling me and I saw it somewhere because I felt something just a different energy from that song they said that song is about you know transformation of of the body like almost like you know the t in lgbt and someone said that plastic off the sofa is definitely the l the l now the g and the b and the i and the ymca lmnop um I, I, we haven't categorized those letters with songs yet, but definitely what I mentioned before, for sure. I also want to mention energy, like everybody talks about the transition between Cuffit energy and Break My Soul, which I absolutely agree. And when I first heard the album, that was the first thing that I mentioned. However, I want to mention the song Energy by itself. That is a three-sheet song that they covered in two minutes. What do I mean a three-sheet song? A three-sheet song is basically very intricate, typically. When I play three-sheet music, it's gonna be your Mozarts, your Bachs, your Handles, you know? If you're not familiar with classical composers, it's your Celtic music, you know? Think, think, think Frank Ocean 
which funny enough i was doing one of those tiktoks <laughs> where um it, it lands on a letter and you have to answer all these questions and i got stuck at famous person with the letter f i could not figure it out do you know what i said i said for gandhi though i don't know why i thought of gandhi i think it's because it was g next to f do you know what my follow-up answers were my follow-up answers were Henry Ford and Rihanna Fenty. And as soon as I clicked post, Fergie came to mind. And I was like, damn. Why, how could I forget that? How could I forget that? And I think it's because there's an agenda behind it, okay? Fergie's team pushed... Um, Pendle, brother. Oh my God. Fergus team pushed Jacquees's version of the anthem out so that we would be distracted from hers. <laughs> That's my second conspiracy of the day. Conspiracy theory, sorry. But back to Beyonce. My LGBT, my LGBT queen, Okay, my LGB queen. Just absolutely amazing. And let me tell you something about Billionaire. I gave her my bucks. I gave her my ba- my, 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 my bakes. I'm going to be trying to incorporate B and bay to everything that I say from here on. Okay? Yes, I bought one of those mystery boxes. Yes, I purchased Pose 4. All of y'all can suck it because uh, she looked good in all of them, okay? And that's another thing. Y'all are so ungrateful. Y'all didn't know what was coming in that box. For all you know, she could have sent us all small sample size of, of spit. You know what I'm saying? And I would still be thankful. I'll still be grateful because that spit came from the mouth that produced that album. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time I was at an event and this violist played and he was so amazing and he shook my hand and I didn't wash it for, I think, like 15 minutes. I, I had to use the bathroom and I'm not nasty, but it, it, it felt like one of those moments. I was like, wow, I've just been touched by greatness. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Energy, yeah, it's a three-sheet song. And what I love about it is they took all the different beats, all the different syncopations, and they not only stacked them on top of each other, but then they would separate them and not layer them, but they would connect them side by side. So they would, oh my gosh, I got a fart. Hold on. Um, I wasn't going to record the fart because some of y'all have a fart fetish. And again, I'm a kink shamer. So um, yeah, no, they would take the beats and the, so in Cuff It, it was like one, two, three, four, and one, and two, and three, and four, and, and then energy and then it leads into energy which is like one and two and three and four and but 
they would layer it and then separate it, layer it and then separate. It was just an amazing song. It was just an amazing song. And then when they brought it into break, my song. Uh, that's the, just the whole album. Just the whole album. Truly, truly. And, you know, I feel like if this album came out when I was a teenager, like, it would really, like, I feel like I would have an actual awakening. Now, her sister dropped an album when I was a teenager. And I think that that album was definitely formative for a lot of young black women and a lot of black girls. Because let me tell you what, Don't Touch My Hair, that was the anthem. Don't Touch My Hair was the anthem. Mm-hmm. It sure was, because why are you touching my hair? Hmm? You see it every day. What do you mean you don't know what it feels like? Okay, you've never touched soft hair? Is that what you're telling me? Is your hair rough? Is it greasy? Is that what it is? <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> And also cranes in the sky. I try to drink it away. I try to put it in the air. I try to slip it away. These white people keep touching my hair. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the next episode, I think I'm going to talk about music a bit more, um, including my top artists um, in my top genres, including hip-hop, rap, R&B, rock, and I'm going to do contemporary classic. Um, I separate hip-hop and rap for a reason. Me personally, I think that they're two separate genres at this point. Uh, hip hop, I feel like, is a lot more old school, focuses on lyricism, and then you know, like, rap is more so about creating something that is consumable and marketable, um, and can get a lot of streams. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I think of hip hop, I'm I'm thinking of like. At least modern, let me not say modern rappers, rappers who are still dropping stuff today. I'm thinking Lil Wayne, Hove, Kanye, and then, you know, rap. You got Migos, you know, you got Envy a Young Boy, you got Lil Baby. Like, that's what I consider rap. Um, and that's why I separate the two genres, but I'll talk about that more next episode. I really get, hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed and I'm I really apologize for the loud ass chewing in the back. I'm really sorry. He's what I told you guys he's a demon. Okay? He's a demon. Because I've never why is he actually like eating it? Like he's not eating the he's eating the bone marrow, which I mean is really good. But if it's like cooked, not a hard ass bone that's like of a goat that's been dead for at least a month. Whatever. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode.